what's up everybody welcome back to the anime brothers podcast i'm your host jd here with mr earthworm the mighty we are here for week four of syscon september how are you feeling today i'm feeling pretty good dude i'm, I'm on vacation this week so i'm in full-blown roach mode not doing a damn thing i've left my house like once today to go get a couple slices of pizza and something to drink it was good it's been good man this is the life that we all dream about living yeah, this is what it is to retire in about another 30, 40 years. I mean, who's counting? I mean, it's not that long. No, no. And, uh, you know, dude, probably the state of the world. Social Security will be dried up by the time we're ready to retire. So we'll work until we die. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. So obviously you probably see the title, so we really can't stall it out anymore. But I really thought for us, Earthworm, you know, us brothers, I want to step up this relationship, especially for the Syscon, and I want to have a three-way. So... I figured why not bring one of the best I know that can talk about Syscon, and that is Matt from Utaku Melancholy Podcast. How's it going, buddy? Oh dang, that's like that's like what I am. I'm just a, I'm just the Syscon dude. You? <laughs> you are. You are my sensei when it comes to this, and I am happy to have you on, even though you're probably gonna tear our faces off. I listen here. I have no. I, I'm not gonna tear your face off, Jade. You've done nothing wrong. You're a good boy. What the fuck do you mean? He's done nothing wrong. He said <laughs> the same things I've said. He's yeah yeah but he said them nicer. You okay. however over there like yeah this is the shittiest anime I've ever seen. Like who the fucking made this doo kakapupu and I'm like listen I I'm sorry. I'm sorry and you're just over there like yep absolute shit. Dog water hated ass butt absolute poo poo platter and I'm just like okay yeah you can just sh- you can just stop our you're like yeah this is the worst thing I've ever seen. God damn I hate this show and I'm just like okay cool. Right, right, God. But at the we end, he did like, add, I won't yuck your yum. That's what he did say. We need to get an hour of content out of these episodes, my man. I'm, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I just I just, I just, just want nicer, I just want, you know, like, a more nicer vernacular, you know, a nicer vocabulary. Not, this is, this show has a room for improvement and just no, you, complete okay. overhaul. <laughs> you want me to do the, uh, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed to, to yeah, these shows? To, yeah, <laughs> I do. I, I want you to just, like, talk to these shows like, you know, they have feelings. I mean... They've got some feelings, some of them you do. Gotta, you got to understand the feelings, Earthworm, and I don't you think got, you get that. Yeah, Earthworm, I don't think you understand. I think I think you're being really mean to these shows for no reason. Uh, for Well, I, there's a fucking reason. Like, let's not kid ourselves here. <laughs> <laughs> At least I no, have my reasons. Of course, we'll, we'll, we'll get to those, of course. I mean, this is going to be a hot and heavy one because it's all about Syscon, and we have so many things to talk about in general when it comes to Syscon, for sure. Uh, but other than that, Matt, even though we've kind of worked you up, how are you doing? How's everything going? Uh, I pet a kangaroo today, uh, yesterday. That's pretty fucking awesome. All right. That's oh, cool. I saw that on social media. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally was bored and was I had like this urge to see a gorilla and there was no zoos nearby that had gorillas. And so I said, well, that's stupid. And then I got like this um this like ad for Kentucky Down Under, which is like a place where you can just go and pet some kangaroos and emus. And I said, hell yeah, that's like five states over. I want to go do that. So that's what I did. And I've been pretty, I was pretty thrilled. Took I, I, I don't know what it is. Kangaroos are just like the jump, the danger jumpy dogs of Australia. And that's super cool to me. Um, and outside of that. They can fuck you up though. They can fuck you up. Like <laughs> That's the entire thing I was thinking. I was like, if this fucker decided he could just kick, he could just kick my spinal cord out of my, uh, <laughs> out of my body and I couldn't do anything about it. I would be the one at fault, but uh, no, I'm doing pretty great all in all. So uh, thank you for asking. Oh, no problem. 
All right. So we have a lot of things to get to when it comes to uh, Syscon and all that stuff. But uh, I feel like before we also have a Patreon Q&A we're going to have to do. And actually, Matt's going to be a part of it, which is going to be pretty awesome. But uh, I would like to check because this is an anime podcast. Has anybody been watching anything anime, something updated <laughs> and all that stuff? I don't know about you, Earthworm, or have you been doing the Pokemon? Uh, actually, I, uh, I'm like two episodes away from finishing Hajime no Ippo. Oh, yeah. Oh, congratulations. Damn, yeah. look at you with your big dick. I know, right? It's just like Ippo. <laughs> Fucking huge, like huge anime. Huge. Biggest <laughs> let me ask you, seen. is it Everyone worth agrees. it? Is watching Ippo, oh, fuck yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Okay. Just yeah. wanted to gauge, you know, by, by the time you get into the end and all that. I haven't had, like, a legitimate bad time watching Ippo. Like, it's helped that I've had, like, the dub on and I've been doing some things on the side, but yeah. This is this is great, and uh, I didn't realize how close I was to being done with it because when I, I started watching it today, I was already in the seventies. I was like, oh, well, we got to finish it now. So uh, yeah, yeah, we're we're going there. Uh, but in real life stuff, uh, I guess I just kind of want to share this because it kind of sucked. So uh, me and my partner went down to Massachusetts on Monday to see Stevie Nicks, uh, except. Uh, the traffic was so fucking bad to get off the exit that we uh, we fucking missed like most of her set. So we drove what? Yeah, oh, drove no. like two and a half hours away. I swear for like there was a good it was like a half mile that we sat in traffic for an over an hour, well over an hour, just trying to get off the fucking exit. It was awful, and there were like thunderstorms and stuff. So I think they kind of hurried up the hurried up the time of the show because i heard people talking and like vanessa carlton was going on before and she's the one who sings a thousand miles for anybody who doesn't know i was pretty hyped oh. to, yeah like I, I that's my that's my jam i was pretty hyped for that uh but yeah we got there and stevie nicks was already playing we had to park as far across the parking lot as we possibly could walked and i heard fucking landslide from the crowd singing it as i'm walking up and like i'm trying to keep it together because I, you know, we went for her. It's like it's really her jam, but that's the one song I wanted to hear. And I'm just like internally losing my mind. But all in all, we got to see a few songs of Stevie Nicks, and we had a fun road trip. If I if I can ask, like, what time did you get down there? Because I am literally going to a concert this coming Friday. Like we're doing this on a, on a Wednesday, and I'm like terrified. I'm gonna run into the same problem. Um, we. I think we hit traffic right about seven o'clock, maybe a oh little bit before fuck. that, and we did okay. not get into the venue until after eight. It was like eight thirty mm. by the time we walked in, which was no, it might have been later than that. Either way, the show wasn't supposed to start until fucking eight. Uh, so I figured, you know, yeah. probably Stevie Nicks probably go on like nine thirty ten, but like by we, I'd say about nine thirty nine is when we actually like got out of the car. And we're able to traverse our way through the fucking stadium. And like I said, she was already pretty much done her set. So, like, disappointing, but still a neat story, I guess. I'm so sorry, man. That's like a bummer. Yeah. No, like, yeah. The, I realized this is what happens when I go to concerts without you, JD, is apparently I'm late. Cause <laughs> I told you, I 10 by 10. It, you know, people give you shit for, for always getting on people's ass to get on the road, but y y not when you miss shows. So Yeah, no, I wasn't even like, I, I thought we had plenty of time. And we did not, but there were a fucking shit ton of people. So I feel like we had a shared experience with a lot of people. Absolutely. I don't, I don't know how, 
how we can continue on after that. That's just so horrible. <laughs> I, I mean, it's again, we made the best of it, and she was happy she actually got to, like, see Stevie Nicks, even if it was for fucking 20 minutes or so. But, like, that's kind of her hero, so yeah, it was yeah. always worth it in the end of the day. I mean, that's absolutely true, because I before you said something about Stevie Nicks, I totally was under the presumption that every single person from Fleetwood Mac was dead. And so, you know, who who knows how much longer she has? So, you know, there's at least you got to see her. So Yeah, dude. She's like seventy she's like late seventies. I think she said she was seventy nine or something like that. So Holy shit, yeah. she's still tearing it up. Yeah, no, Jeez. and she sounded pretty fucking good, all things considered. Obviously she's seventy nine, so she's not she's not quite as prime as she once was, but yeah. yeah. No, she was solid. Yeah, I mean, at least she's not, like, going, you know, having, like, that Bob Dylan syndrome where now you go see him in concerts. Yeah, like that. My favorite video on the internet is the zoom in of Bob Dylan during the We Are the World recording, and you just he's pretty much just nodding off the whole time. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, I'm I'm getting out of work at, like, 4 o'clock, and then the show's at 8, just like yours, and it's in Boston, and everyone's Bro. like, oh, you'll be fine. Traffic's already going to be gone by 5 o'clock. And I'm sitting here like, oh, well, uh, I don't know. Because you know me, I'm a worrywart when it comes to timing. And now hearing this story, I have full-on anxiety now about this coming up. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> I, I think you'll so. be better off in Boston because it's like there's a lot more ins and outs to get into Boston. Not everybody's going to be funneling off of one exit. And, J.D., it's the same venue that we always went to Warp Tour at. You remember the Xfinity oh, Center. yeah, Mansfield. Yeah, Mansfield. Yeah, so, so you get off the exit, and then, like, a quarter mile down the road, you turn right into the parking lot. Uh, with all the thunder and everything, like, the lightning and, and shit, I think it was just poorly managed. Like, I heard all the parking people were, like, screaming at each other when we were getting put in. I think you'll have a better time, but also probably, like, leave work, get to your house, and then go. I wouldn't fuck around. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Well, all right, we'll we'll get on to some brighter news. Matt, do you have any great anime you've watched? Uh, I don't watch any good anime. That ain't me. <laughs> oh, come uh, on now. <laughs> n- no, uh, I am trying to catch up on my seasonals because I kind of let those go to shit. And right now I'm playing huge catch-up to Summertime Rendering, which I absolutely love the show. I, I will not... I, I love the show, but I'll never admit to it just because of the fact that Amelia was trying to force it down my throat, and I was like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to like it. It looks dumb. And now I'm watching it, and I like I'll go through six or seven episodes at a time, and I'm having so like invested in it, and so that's been the one I've been going with now, and a few others as well from this season. But I've also been trying to clear out this backlog of Blu-rays and such that I have piled up because I'd see sales online, and I'd say, "Oh yeah, I definitely need a copy of I don't know 3D Girl. Yeah, I, I love that." <laughs> and so. I just have a huge pile of anime that I don't watch. I have no interest in, but hell, it was $15, so why wouldn't I get it? And so I've been going through that sort of backlog, and I've been watching the show 3D Girl, and it is absolute shit. (laughs) It's just so boring. The animation looks like absolute just... Every time I pause for some reason, I pause on a frame where it looks like someone just gave up on the drawing. Wow, money well spent. Oh, absolutely. I was pausing during certain scenes just because I knew that this was going to look like Homie's eye was going to be a whole continent away from his nose. His other eye was going to be taking a, you know, like taking a trip in the South Seas. They were n- never on like model or anything. Model? The story, what do you mean model? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck we're supposed is to a do mo- that? 
like, wait, these characters have designs? I'm not just freehanding it? Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, I, I thought I would like it because it was about it, it was about a uh, nerd who was who got like a normal girl, and that's just a fun that's just a fun anime trope, you know, all around just otaku and people who are in the anime and stuff like having to engage with other people. I just love the awkwardness involved and all that. But 3D Girl is just it ain't it, Chief. It ain't it. Um, <laughs> but after that, I'm planning on killing another uh another Blu-ray that I have, which is by the same company actually called Quasar of Stigmata. Uh, which is about like these people who get powers from breast milk. So <laughs> what? <laughs> that just caught me up. I was I was about to take a drink and I almost glad I didn't. I would have spit everywhere. <laughs> no, uh, it's Quasar of Stigmata. It's by Hoods Entertainment, who also did a three. Who did three D Girl? And all I know about it was that it was on our short list when we were doing Anna Misery regularly. Because all I knew about it was, yeah, he just sucks and gets milk from these girls or something, and then they get he gets powered up from it. And I was like, all right, cool, that's neat. Anime gonna anime, I'm down yeah. for it. And <laughs> it was on it was on sale, and I said, yeah, this will this will be just a nice little fun watch, and I'll 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 just turn my brain off. And I watched the first episode forever ago, and I was just like, no man, suffer. We got to end the chain of suffering. But I say only you put yourself through this much misery. I I love to. I love I love hurting myself. I love hurting myself. <laughs> That's a uh, good purchase. Because like today. when the homies won't leave, you can be like, "All right, guys, I'm gonna watch some some Quasar or whatever. Just pop that in the Blu-ray <laughs> player and and then they'll clear out. It's cool." Yeah, I mean that's that's legitimately the reason why um preamble to when you guys were doing this i was trying i was trying to force a copy of the blu-ray of kiss sis to jd and he's like no 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 i can't take it i'm like just take it i'll get another one just take it take it <laughs> you're gonna and get JD's another like, one anyway mm, no 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 that's too nice you'd be too nice and i said i literally got this so i could make my friends uncomfortable and we could watch it together but it turns out that uh you don't get many friends by saying hey do you want to watch uh you wanna watch some uh stepsisters like try to fuck their brother hmm Maybe. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. If I was next to Earthworm while watching this, I don't know what would we have to do. It's <laughs> like, do we have to do something manly after this? I don't know. Do we have to like? There has to be like a football in the room at all times, so you guys just <laughs> yeah. after each episode can throw it around. Just... We're chugging beer every half hour. Yeah, gotta constantly have Buffalo Wild Wings on a uh, speed dial, so you can order like a round of wings after every single time someone like touches each other. No. Nah. Uh, <laughs> But that's basically it, just playing catch-up and watching shit as per usual. Uh, so, you know, just the same old, same old. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I wish I could be as entertaining as all y'all, but uh, all I've been doing after work is playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So uh, no anime yet, because I, I got to I gotta do some other things and seasonals down the road. So that's all, that's all. <laughs> Hell yeah. One, I, I did do one other thing, by the way, uh, now that I think about it. Uh, yeah, it's definitely out at this point when this episode will, will release, but uh, I went on the Simping with Senpai podcast. Ash invited me over to take his Are You Smarter Than Your Average Weeb anime quiz, and uh, not to spoil anything, but I did pretty well on the JoJo's questions. So I uh, would hope so. Yeah, I, I please go check out Simping for Senpai. Um, Ash is a great dude. Psychotics is a homie. I didn't get to meet their other host, but uh, yeah, that link will be in the show notes to their link tree. Mm. shout out to ash anyway we can we can move on now i just wanted to say that before i forgot 
No worries. So we have a couple Patreon questions here that Matt is going to be a part of before we get to the topic about everything Syscon. Uh, so I will start it off because I already have it right here. And we'll go down the road. Let's look. Da, da, da. All right. This one comes from Not So Might Guy. You're an unknown master in Fate Zero world and get thrown into the Holy Grail War. Who would you want to summon as a servant? And it doesn't even have to be from the series. And do you think you would win the Holy Grail? Uh, so what do you think? Uh, well, let's, let's go with Matt. He's the guest. Holy shit. That is a wicked good question. Uh, not so might guy is always mightful. No, oh, that very much so because I I totally watched Fade at some point and said, man, what if I summoned this historical figure? We would totally tear it up. Right. Yeah, that's... Damn. Damn. And, and actually, Matt does not know any of these questions. I got to read them ahead. He does not. So he's getting wild right now. So yeah, I'm I'm like looking around the room for some good answer, but like, there's no history in this. Oh, God, <laughs> we're all gonna write a fan fiction real quick. We'll be back. Uh, yeah, just give me a. If you if you uh, need Arthorn, do you have one? Because I figured one out, but that's because I read it ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> Dick, you put me on the spot when that good ass question. I just want to be question. nice for the guests. You t- let me last. Let me have time to think of a wicked good answer. Honestly, not immediately. all right, this is cheating. Um, I, I, I got this. This is fucking cheating, but... Uh, is it going to be Ryder? I'm going Juge Leong, your boy Kong Ming, bro. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen it happen, and now you he know has, great? like, these we- mystical powers from Dynasty Warriors. Cake, bro, cake. Okay, I totally get that because I was going to say I'm using the same Dynasty Warriors, but I'm going Lu Bu, the legendary warrior, and he's going to be a berserker class. That's fine, but you're never going to find his way out of the trap that I lay. So, you know? Yeah, okay. Well, you have the magician and I have the berserker. I swear to God, I will wreck your world. <laughs> I'm going to ride on the back of the, you know, the nice red horse that I totally forgot real quick. What the hell? Red hair. Jeez, I'm pro. Well, are you are yeah. you a berserker or a rider class? Okay, you got to pick one. No, 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 no. That's not how this works. Because even in the archer class, he had a chariot flying around. You're telling me he can't ride a horse just because he's not called the rider class? Well, Gil- That's Gil- not how this works. Gilgamesh is like something else, bro. <laughs> but can't... he's an archer class. Exactly. You, you, you can't. But you can't he, do this. He breaks the fucking game. Well, exactly. But Lu Bu's about to reinvent the game. So let me tell you that right now, there, brother. All right. All right. All right, but yeah, I'll definitely win the Holy Grail. I feel confident about that too. So Matt, it's up to you. No pressure. All right. All I could think of was the first thing that popped in my head was U.S. presidents. And at first I was like, Harry Truman, because I'm fairly <laughs> certain I'll be able to have a nuclear bomb at my disposal. But uh, I think I would I think I would want to summon Theodore Roosevelt as a writer just oh, because I do not think that you could kill the man. Like you would... You could, like, break all the command seals, and he would be like, I'm not dying, bully. <laughs> he would just get up, and it would just be like, he's not dying. I've shot him 20 times, and he just gets right back up. And he'd be like, oh, that was a good punch, bully. And <laughs> bully. I would, I'd be like, he just doesn't stop. Just just let him win. So I feel like I could win with Theodore Roosevelt as a rider class. Uh, that's, that's, my, that's my pick. All right, so we got a rider class, a berserker class, and a mage class. Well done, everybody. Uh, no, I, I want to see Matt's. The most, like, <laughs> it just gets punched in the face. Bully for you. Now let me show he's you just, how it's done. He's just, like, gets hit by a noble phantasm. He's like, oh, that was a good one, bully. Okay. <laughs> and he just doesn't even have one. He just puts on a boxing gloves, and he's like, this is my noble phantasm, bully. 
His noble phantasm would be the straight line walk where he used to just walk in a fucking straight line, climb over shit if he had to, except he'd just like <laughs> tackle them and take them all the way across the world, Superman style. <laughs> well, thank you, um, not so Mike guy, for that question. That was a great one. All right, so the next one, uh, and I accidentally just exited out, give me a second, is from Chris, and it is, do you wish you started watching anime sooner or later than you did? And I'm going to have to say sooner for me. Same, though. Same. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a trick question in a way because we did watch it early like everybody else when we were kids, but we, we kind of fell off for quite a while in the, like, the mid-teens, late-teens area, and then we re-found the love for it. Uh, yeah. in the 20s and it's like unfortunate that we couldn't just keep the ride going because i would have been caught up on so much more and wouldn't feel like i'd have to goddamn chase it all the time yeah like i, I kept yeah. up a little bit in high school but it was more going back and like watching a little bit of dragon ball z yu yu Hakusho. yeah yu yu Hakusho. i didn't yeah. really delve out and like explore new things so I, yeah i wish i would have started exploring the world of anime a lot earlier hmm what about you matt uh yeah i wish i was in the pussy watching anime uh <laughs> like in the in in my mom's like uh womb watching anime no uh actually i'm the opposite i wish i would have consumed it later because i consumed it like like you two and fairly early on you know thanks to toonami all that and i feel like that kind of made me a lot more biased towards those shows you know and oh, yeah, made, all the originals yeah it made me and this might just be me as a person and it made me biased towards a lot of experiences that if I had watched later, like I had started in maybe my 20s and had like a fresh new whole new world to explore. Uh, I feel like that would have made me better as far as someone who could enjoy anime, because nowadays are I, I watch stuff and I feel like I've got a predisposition to just not enjoy certain things. But if I had started later and maybe hadn't had my roots established in uh, these anime, then I could you know, watch more anime and just be more enthralled with it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I can see that. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, if you have, like, your first anime, that's going to be what you kind of gauge all anime against somewhat, you know? Yeah, and, I mean, we've had this conversation, Earthworms, like, Yu Yu Show can never be dethroned, even though it has its flaws, because it means so much to him. And so, in right. a way, it's you're never going to totally have one beat that one. It's just, like, already pre predetermined right that's that's exactly that's exactly my point too because i i like my first anime was was dragon ball z and as much as i would never watch dragon ball z again ever i still have those memories of it being the absolute goat and i can't critique it i mean i read the read the manga a few a year back and i was like this is the best shit ever oh my god i can't there's nothing (laughs) wrong here but now that's made me like so just like critical of super like just I can't oh, yeah. I, yeah so later I probably just would have been able to consume more anime with a better sort of opinion of it all right well that was a good question thank you Chris for that uh our next one comes from Trevor and is the question is is there any anime you wish more people talked about or is there an anime that you wish people would stop talking about I answered for both because I did want to get it off my chest yeah I, I just want to tell people to stop talking about 86 not that oh good. Oh my god, that was that was it. Stop. What? <laughs> what do you Matt. mean? Stop, bro. Stop. No, you stop. You stop. You stop. What was you come stop? On. What what lesson did you learn from '86? That racism is racism bad. Racism is or bad. That child soldiers are bad. 
hey, hey, that's a good lesson to learn, sir. I, you, I, I, I see think, you. I think I see on you that out, and like every other thing. It's. I mean, you. I see you out there, Earthworm, employing child soldiers. I, I, I know what you're up to. I know no, what you're doing. It's yeah. child labor. Just because they can <laughs> carry a gun doesn't mean anything. Okay. <laughs> I oh okay okay. In all seriousness, though, I don't think eighty six is brought up that much in the community. We see it in IMAL, and then you know people review it. But honestly, I wanted to say it as like a joke, but since Earthworm did, I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought too. But that's not truly the one I I think. But you know, that's just me. Yeah, that's fair. Then, well, then if if you guys got something, that's fine. Or we can keep arguing about eighty six. I'm fine with that too. <laughs> No, I'd like to say, and I, I know I'll get heat for it, because it's like I truly don't mean it in a bad way. It means you guys love the show, and it's got a cult following. But like I say, I think One Piece is hyped up too much. What? Like, too much. Um, Maybe it's because I get affected at work, and I have people that that's all they spit out their mouth, and then I got people on Discord, and then I got everybody talking about, did you see the latest chapter of 1,756? <laughs> and I'm just like... I get it, and people are hyped, so it's not like it's directed towards me, but it's like Earthworms even said. It's like if that treasure, that one piece at the end of the show is not that good, he wants to know how mad people are going to get because it's like all I hear is praise, and and it's like I just want it to stop sometimes because I feel like I'm going to hear so much positivity, and then I'm going to finally get to the point reading it all. I'm going to be like, it's it's pretty good. So I don't know. That's just what I think. Like I don't think anybody here is saying that One Piece isn't good. We're just no, like, no, not at all. Because I've met One Piece people who have watched ten anime. One of them's One Piece, and it's bad, man. Like I get it. I've been that guy to certain things, but I, we all need to take a step back with our fandom and be like, all right, just stop pushing. Like you know the JoJo. Like if you're the JoJo'sness, like I embrace JoJo's too the a cringe bit once in a while. <laughs> of JoJo's. But One Piece people are like. There's no cringe here. This is serious <laughs> shit. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I, I actually want to echo that sentiment, too, because I know several One Piece people, and they're like, this is the greatest anime ever. Like, oh, my gosh, so good. And I try, I watched One Piece up to around episode 600, 700, and it gets rough when it just becomes one person just doesn't do anything all episode, and it's just nothing really happens, you know? Yeah. So, like, y'all can't be hyping over the anime. There is no way. The manga, I think, is... I think the manga should be praised, but no, I don't think y'all have consumed the anime properly if you think that's it's the greatest thing ever. But the manga? The manga might be. Anime, definitely not. Um, And I'll just say that uh, the one I think that needs to be talked about more, and uh, we had an episode on it, and I like to always talk about it, is Katara Lives Alone. I think it needs to get more recognition because I think it's a really good show. Uh, and I wanted to get a second season, so please watch it. <laughs> so, <laughs> bro, Pokimane on uh, one of the trash taste episodes she was on talked about Katara Lives Alone. At least that she said she watched it and she liked it. So, you know, we got oh, shoot, we got shooters awesome. out there. I don't know if that's, that's right. people seem to not like her, but regardless, Why? I don't know something about streaming Avatar and her being popular. I guess I don't know. I I don't get it. Uh, okay. Yeah, but either way, we got shooters out there as Kataro people. Better watch awesome. it. Stay out there. All right, so unless you guys have the ones that you think needs more recognition, I'll get on to the last question. Um, I, y'all go ahead, Matt. I can't really think of any. 
I definitely wish that more people. I actually have two. I wish that more people would talk about Sket Dance and Kakushi Goto. Um, they're just two anime that really just have such wholesome vibes and just. They're shows that obviously I think Sket Dance is past its prime. It's it's by the same. Uh, it's by the mangaka who did Astra Lost in Space and did a. Uh, witch watch or whatever and it's one of those shows that's akin to Gitama that's just every single week is a new we got to solve this problem but it's such a fun slice of life show that's got that ridiculous Japanese humor and Kakashi Goto I'll still scream from the heavens that it was the best anime of 2020 because it was such a nice slice of life daddy daughter story about like parenting and about trying to just be better and you know be that parent that you really should be and I love the art style and everything and I also have one anime I wish people would talk, stop talking about, and I don't know how if I don't know if I'm gonna get shot for this, but if I do, then aim for the head, you know. So, uh, oh yeah, my dress, uh, my dress up, darling. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I guess it's talked about a lot. So you're not saying it's I, bad. You just say it's talked about too much. I, I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad. It's not bad by any means. It's a nice show. Uh, but I, the people who have come up after the anime and have just been like, Mar- Marin's so hot. Oh my god, this is so just a good anime. Uh, and I don't, I don't think it's that great. I, as much as this, that you are so enamored with this girl who likes anime, who's actually, who you know you like fit like physically and appearance wise. I, I don't think the anime itself is all that great. I don't think Goto is like he's not a revolutionary protagonist by any means. I don't think the show's worthy of being as widely regarded as it talks as it's talked about but it's still good but i just wish that it would stop being shoved down my throat every time i go on to twitter or 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 instagram or anything like that because it's still just constantly the gifs are there and i'm I'm kind of tired of it (laughs) fair enough fair enough i understand that all right so thank you trevor for that question you got us a couple animes now on that one so uh the last one i'm sorry guys i'm kind of gonna steal the uh the limelight here but it says mainly for jd did you end up taking the trade for derrick henry because i hope you didn't lmao uh so this has to do with fantasy football no i did not fuck that and i'm glad i didn't either so yeah moving on from there yeah fuck uh, the titans yeah fuck the titans <laughs> fuck derrick henry not really i like the guy but it's just he has no one on the offense it's never going to go anywhere you know what i'm talking about darth egg so yeah that that's it for the uh, Patreon questions. We had to edit uh, end it with a uh, without anime. So <laughs> there we go. I don't know shit about football. What just happened here? Uh, here's so here's fantasy- the thing, Matt. What's- we're gonna hang out one day and we're gonna watch football together. And I'm gonna just watch <laughs> you go like I hate every minute of this. <laughs> what's what's fantasy about it? Did you get a couple orcs? Did you get an elf with your with your fantasy league? Like, <laughs> yeah. Who's Derek Henry? Is he a mighty Nord warrior? What's going on here? <laughs> oh God. So. All right, I think it's been long enough to finally get to this big conversation piece about Siskon in general because uh, Earthworm and I have gone through a significant amount of Siskon anime, especially for Earthworm, who doesn't really consider it in his anime <laughs> repertoire. So uh, we watched Oni Eye, we also watched um, Koi Kaze by the end of it, and we had Kiss Six, uh, Kiss Sis. So. A lot to go through there, um, and we definitely can bring those up. But what I want to ask, since we we have you on here, Matt, is what started you on Siskon? Uh, honestly, it totally started with my ex, who was into Siskon. And she, um, 
you know how like there's like these memes on that you see about like cringe people who are in anime who are like calling each other oh Nissan and all yeah, that. Was... Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was us. That was us. Oh, and was it? That was uh, that was us when I was like 20 and 19. And Man, I gotta hear some of these stories. You don't know, no, no, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe when you're older. Okay, all right, uh, thanks, Oni-san. But <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, no, um, they were super into stuff like Oremo and other anime of that, and they even dressed as Kirino. Uh, they cosplayed as Kirino at several conventions. And they were super into this sort of thing. And I am, me trying to be a good, a good partner said, I will meet you in the middle. I will watch this. And I watched Oremo and I was, the entire time I was like, I really want him to get with his sister. Is that okay? <laughs> is that, is, is that normal? And I don't have any family of my own. So the thing about this like incest stuff, I was like, yeah, this is, this is wrong, but this is an anime. So I'm detached from it. But I watched I watched Oremo, and I was just really wanted him to get with his sister. And I, I just said all these other ships, dumb, stupid. Who, Crow, Neko, Who's that? And I, 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 I agree with you there. She's an angel. Exactly. I will not look. All right, you can say what a you want. A black lotus me. of death that tried to step I between his sister and her brother. I will not have Neko slander on my podcast. All right, it's I. Well, it's happening. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's 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 here. But. I wanted I wanted so bad for them to end up together, and I said, "Is this just me with this, or is this just every single sister?" And so I watched more Siscon anime, more uh, some of it a little bit more eighteen plus than others, and I was kind of to myself. I said, "This is I'm not this. I would like to preface this with like I do not approve of, despite being from Alabama, I do not approve <laughs> of actual uh, incest, uh, and." I just thought that this is a kind of an interesting relationship, you know, because this is a this is these are family members getting with getting with each other. And that's such a that's such a new sort of adversity to add to a relationship. And it's kind of what I really liked from these shows, like True Tears, stuff like this, where there were even stepbrothers and stepsisters. It was still interesting to me more so than just we're in love and in high school. Yeah, this is so hard. I I liked it better when it was. But we were also related a little bit, and it was just a new sort of, um, it was a new spin on a lot of these anime when they tried to actually be serious and not just, hey, my tits are out, uh, touch them, Onichan. Uh, so that's that's what I liked. That's kind of my intro story. No, it's, it's, you see, what, what you already uh, talked about right there is like what we started learning through this adventure is that I myself had to gauge whether uh Siskon, am I really into this or not? But when we got to the some of the animes that was all, yeah, like touch my boobs, Onisan, stuff like that. Yeah. And compared to an actual story or where it more had a little bit more realness to it, it actually hit me more where it was more real. I enjoyed that so much more. Mm-hmm. So uh I don't know. I can't I can't answer that either. Is there something wrong with me? Earthworm would say yes. So <laughs> I um, no, you you're fine. It's fine. You're, you're, <laughs> you're fine. fine. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I mean, I do want to echo. I as much as I like it, I do kind of. I I don't like it when it's just there to be a fat hard fetish. Like Oni eyes leaning a little bit hard too much into the fetish, and it, it wusses out at the very end too. So it's not even fun fetishization. 
It's just yeah, it just ends like that, and then they're like, oh, we're gonna get a second season. It's like, no, you're not. So <laughs> no, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no. We nah nah fam, you ain't getting a second season. You're barely getting you're barely getting a first. Now, did you yeah. read the manga for Oni Eye? There, it's a light novel. Anytime it's got a it's got a oh, name that's sorry. longer than four syllables, you know that shit's a light novel. <laughs> Fair enough. All um, right, so let me ask, what is the like? Because uh, we've watched a couple, but, like, give me a list of like some Siskon you've watched that um I don't know about. I don't know. There's a whole list you have. Uh, I'm just thinking off the top of my head of some of the stuff that I've seen. Um, and it was a lot of the stuff I sent to you stuff like recently, my sister is unusual. Um, there's Aki Sora, there's Yosuga no Sora. There's a lot of Sora in this. There's a lot of Sora in this shit. Ah, gosh, a lot of it's some, like I said earlier, a lot of it might be leaning more towards the 18, (laughs) 18 plus, but, um, True Tears, uh, when I was doing my research for this, because I, I kind of wanted to be able to contribute a little bit of the history of this, I started reading some other stuff like Pink Curtain, uh, Mitsuri, I think, was one of them that I was I started reading just for this podcast because it was supposedly one of the originators of sort of this trope of sister loving or siscon. Yep. Uh, there's there's honestly a lo- there's honestly a lot. Um uh, I think there was Ayako. This was like a Osamu Tezuka one, which I read a long time ago, which was kind of about a post-war era about people kind of realizing that we can't marry each other anymore. That's kind of taboo now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying not to just retread ground because you guys honestly went over three of the ones that I that are really I'm really big on. I absolutely adore Koi Kaze. It's that's that's got to be one of my top my top ones for sure, just because it is such a a a grounded notion of, yo, this shit is fucked up. Why are you doing it? Oh, absolutely. It's uh, we wanted to hit pretty much the key ones. I did talk to you about some of them. So, yeah, you don't have to list them all off. I guess we could talk to also the key ones that we had talked about and like what we thought of it. And of course, you had different opinions about them Uh, when it came to like we, we start off with the first one, Oni Eye, which. Even I had a very hard time with the show, um, and Earthworm, I, I, I don't think he enjoyed it at all. I would just say that. The first episode um, was really funny for no yeah. like reason that it was trying to be funny. It, would, it just happened to be hilarious. Yeah, and then mm. from on there, it tried to like take itself seriously while not taking itself seriously, and they're like, we're going to introduce all these other characters, which I like the idea of a harem where the sister has to combat all these mm-hmm. other um girls but they had nothing of substance and then you said that they were all your babies or all your children it's like so what made you so attached to them i'm sorry was that directed towards me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm sorry yeah i was totally zoned out there for a second i'm really sorry uh what was the question well i say you said basically when we were uh, talking about these certain characters and how they had nothing and they were devoid of nothing basically all the female characters that they were your your children, your babies, and they meant so much to you. And I was like, what What was it about them that made oh, you the, so into them? Uh, we're talking about Oni Eye in particular. Uh, that's literally me just trying to fight Earthworm. Okay. Uh, All but, right. I feel that. Because, <laughs> no, Oni Eye was one of the first ones I did get, I got into when I was trying to consume it en masse. There really isn't anything to Oni Eye that's of substance. But it's one of those, like, there's, 
and there's sort of like this weird mentality I feel like in the anime community where you got to watch these shit siscon shows and they're all tropish characters because that's honestly that's kind of what siscon is you know it's 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 a trope that people enjoy so you're going to have to throw in these other tropes that our people are comfortable with because the person who's going to be reading Oni Eye or watching Oni Eye isn't going to be your earthworms and your <laughs> earthworms, you know? So you're going to be getting the people who are more kind of trash like me who are who want like, yeah, I need me an RR girl in there. Yeah, I need I don't want it, but yeah, I need me a younger girl in there. These are the things that have to be established for us to build the proper framing for a shit tier anime. And honestly, I just really like the little sister. She's the only saving redemption from that show. Or not even little sister. She's not even a little sister. She's just a sister. Mm-hmm. And she, she was the only thing I liked about that show. And I just like the I just like the sister characters. I feel like I'm being put... I feel like I'm like having a witch trial right now. And I'm eventually <laughs> going to be burned at the stake. But I just like the sister characters. Because I like, I like doting characters. I like characters that have that sort of, you know... They're already connected to the main protag in some way because they're family, and then there's just this new relationship. And God, I feel like I'm just saying, I feel like I'm about to get like put in a mental institution by saying this all out loud. No, uh, I'm having good, you dude. defend yourself because I want Earthworm to kind of like rebuttal a little bit. Well, you know, he, he put his <laughs> Earthworm's words out Earthworm's just gonna there. be like, "But they're sisters, dude." Well, I'm genuine. I'm genuinely curious as to like. You know, to get into kind of get inside somebody's head, like who actually finds like true enjoyment out of this. Not like me. I can watch things like you know, Oremo. It wasn't the it wasn't the brother sister element that got me. It was everything else around it, and I right. I just kind of accepted that. But like, yeah, most things I want to like understand why people enjoy it, and this is like kind of the same thing. And you're really laying it out for me, Matt. I I. I agree with a lot of the things you're saying. Like, I enjoy doting characters too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm there with you. So I guess um, this is this is enlightening for me because I, I tried to make it clear, but like when I was shitting on these shows again, it was the the brother sister relationship was my least problem with it. It the, my problem with Oni Eye was there was no nuance or like anything to it. There was no subtlety. It was just bam, boom, in your face. Let's go. Yeah. Um. But yeah. like. Fast forward to Koikaze, and we'll get there. But like, I I really enjoyed watching that show, and I thought it was damn near masterfully done because you know mm. it it took itself seriously and had plenty. Of, I I would say it it was subtle to a point, and it was nuanced as fuck. I mean, I just I want something there, and like the this wouldn't really be like my genre of turn your brain off show. Like I'd right. rather go to something that's like Moe. I, you could talk about Koikaze. Don't feel like you're held down to not talk about it. I I actually really do want to talk about well, it because it was figured, the one bright spot. No, we'll definitely get there at some point because I'd like to get Matt's like focused thoughts on Koikaze and see how he feels about it. But we'll we'll stick to Oni Eye for now. I just kind of wanted to to explain my feelings and why I'm yeah. not like, well, fuck you, Matt. You're wrong. You're fucking. <laughs> you're immoral. No, dude. Like it's it's you're going all... to hell. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard that from too many people besides me living in Alabama, so I'm not going to fucking try that one. Oh, My wife gave like... me some shit before I started this. She's like, you going to get on the podcast and talk about your old sister fucking anime today? I'm like, <laughs> oh. you're damn right I am. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I get that a lot, too. <laughs> yeah, my... My my roommate is actually um my roommate watches anime as well and I, I talk about her 
a good bit on uh, on my podcast. And one of the things when I first we first started living together, she like saw all my figures, and I've got a good I got a few Kirinos, and she is like, Jealous. "This is from that show about fucking your sister, right?" And I I I. I don't know why I was so offended. I'm like, it's not about fucking the sister. It's about loving the sister. <laughs> it's about friendship not, at the end of the day, motherfucker. There's a goddamn Shut story to this. Stop. It's, it's it's about family bonding. And yeah, they might bond with their lips at the end, but I mean, that's just that's just life. That's just that's just that's just nature. That's art. And it kind of I, I I did I did get her to watch. Uh, I did get her to watch one episode of Kiss Sis, but that's just an extra level of uncomfort oh, when you're yeah. watching. Like that's like the worst one to show to somebody. It, it was, it was. But she was under nature. Like, yeah, I'll watch it. I've never seen a. I've never seen um a Siscon show, and I, that's the one I had readily available. And it was just um I had the TV version because I they don't I don't have the OVA ones, and there's just stuff on it that's just. In the not as bad as that, not as bad as those OVAs, but still, there was the scene where this girl was just going to town on a that little lowly girl was just going to town on a chocolate banana, like deep throating oh. that, deep throating that shit, and I'm just sitting there, just yep, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh anime, you so crazy, and uh, but the to Earthworm to what Earthworm is saying, yeah, these shows to me, I can turn my brain off to. I get. I'm not the biggest Moe fan in the world because I, I do like cute things doing cute things cutely. But I, I trash trash anime is kind of one of those things that I can just see things happening. I don't. I can just everything is going to be predictable and on the level. There's nothing here is going to be requiring me to pay 200 percent attention. And a lot of these Siscon shows like Akisora, uh, Analog, uh, they're all just they're really trashy they're they're made for a niche audience which is you know the entire issue kind of with this these siscon shows is they're for this niche audience specifically in japan and those are going to be your most generally your crazy fucked up otakus who they say don't 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 walk on the other sidewalk sweetie he's gonna he might he might put you in that bag (laughs) he looks like one of them he's he's one of them and it's just nice to just watch this, these shows, have this just predictable sexual innuendos, have a story that by the end is almost always going to be meaningless. None of these shows ever end with just a grand revelation or resolution. It's always something along the lines of just the story goes on like Domestic Girlfriend. There's There was no resolvement to the issue. She just said, well, I'm piecing the fuck out of here and I'll see y'all later. Uh, that that's just that's just sort of a comfort food for me. That's just the that's just kind of the mashed potatoes of anime for me. Yeah, I'd like to say a little defense also for my end because I don't just watch Siskon. I just kind of got introduced to it, and I watch a whole other types of anime. But I just want to put my word in because there's shows, and I know this isn't on the same level. So like I know Earthworm or any listener would be like, okay, that's that's different, but. You got shows like, I like to bring up Game of Thrones, even in House of Dragons. You got like sisters and brothers fucking in the show. You've got uncles and nieces pretty much making out, trying to fuck in a show. You have 12-year-olds pretty much getting married. I know that happened back in the day, or it's supposed to be back in the Middle Earth, but those are all happening within a show, and it's a part of a story. So even though a Siskon show pretty much is about that, it's like sometimes it's just a 
meaningless story that I find intriguing, but mm-hmm. no one else bats a high, bats an eye when it's in anything else, Western media or stuff like that. It's just like, oh, well, it's all fiction. But when it comes to an anime, apparently it's no longer fiction. I, I don't I don't know. It's just that's where I kind of get a little bit upset. I guess it's no Game of Thrones, so I can't argue that. But it's like it happens in a lot of shows. It happens mm. everywhere. So um, right. that's what bothers me about it. Well, to the uh, those shows, it's kind of just this that sort of mindset that comes with anime. You there is. There's groups of people out there who think that anime, you know, in Japan, in America, who think it's nothing more than just, it's nothing more than just a accepted version of pornography. And there's some that are actually good, you know, or that are that are popular, but like Naruto and Dragon Ball Z and One Piece that people know and they're safe with because they know about it. It's things that are everywhere. But then you have these shows like Oni Ai, like Kiss Sis where it does skirt that line at being very not artful, you know? There's nothing... Oh, no. It's not- all pornographic, I will yeah. admit that, yeah. Yeah, but you go to a show like Game of Thrones, you go to something like that where there's some sort of epic sweeping story where... With, I'm just no politics in it, and you're, you're instantly... Your you're, you're, you're CISCON stuff, your you're incest will be accepted. Just throw politics in it, and it's okay. I, I feel like because people are like politics are serious. That's super. You wouldn't. They wouldn't have politics and this be pornography. That's just. That's. They wouldn't do that. <laughs> and that's just kind of. That's just how I view it because I remember watching some of Game of Thrones and that first episode where it just ends with you know, uh, Jamie and bitch bitch woman, Cersei. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, her just do it doing that. That was shocking. But oh yeah, it, but at the same time, it wasn't handled akin to something like Kiss Sis or just try, I'm trying to think of the top of my head, uh, or Mo, where there was suddenly like a panty shot or something like there was. It wasn't seen as like an overarching theme of the show. I guess if that makes any sense, I I, I think that's just the issue. No, I I think you're completely right in saying that. Like, there's more with. with Siscon anime it's generally Siscon it's a generally yeah, that's a what I kind of said the unfortunate thing is yes it's called Siscon so you, if, you know if it's you a had genre. this big epic in anime like let's say attack on titan had two bra- brother and sister that were fucking each other as this like side story just to keep like some secretive shit mm-hmm. people probably would look at it the same as game of thrones like I also think if you had this like trashy teen drama where it was a brother and sister, even a stepbrother and sister that were like that, where they were the main focus of the show, their romantic relationship. I think that would rustle some feathers. Like people might watch it as like a spectacle, but yeah, if that's on Netflix, you're definitely having some core group of people, whether it just be like the hardcore religious group or other saying that it's like a moral and shit. Right. Um, I was going to say, I think Matt, didn't you tell me about this one? That's kind of like a magical show, but it has a sister and brother in it. I was actually about to bring that up to relate oh, to what Earthworm was saying. Good, well, good. Because this anime is on Netflix, the irregular at Magic uh, Magic School Academy. Oh, I've heard of that, and I didn't know it had any sort of Siskon Brokon elements. So, uh, yeah, it was Magic High School. Why did I say Magic Academy? Because that's it's better. same fucking thing. Yeah, same same thing. Magic Magic Learning Facility. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it does it in that way where the sister and brother the sister is obviously into her brother super hard to and he's it's he's got other thing people that are interested in him 
but the sister and brother relationship are the biggest part of the show. And so it just becomes about their relationship. But people don't look away from their they don't look away from that and seem to applaud it even more just because it's a show that's more focused on just this guy who's at this magic high school. And there's even the most popular Syscon anime, like the anime that I can think of that are really Syscon, like they have a very hard brother and sister relationship, are the ones that don't make it so overtly sexual. For example, uh, Himoto Umaru-chan, that is absolutely kind of a Syscon brocon show. They don't fuck, they never talk about fucking, it's not sexual in any manner, but the sister and brother live together, they are super close with each other, he's constantly spoiling her, and she's constantly doted, like constantly thinking, oh, how great is my big brother when he isn't being a dick to me? And he's thinking, oh, how great is my sister when she's not being a complete turd gremlin? Turd and, gremlin. And, and that's more widely accepted because it's just not sexual and it leans more into that slice of life stuff. And that's the kind of syscon that can actually accumulate an audience because it won't be something that is uncomfortable. And syscon, I don't think... Ha- I think Syscon is also one of those terms that denotes sexual relationships at this point. I mean, that's just one of the things that I think all three of us, if someone told you, like, next season there was a Syscon show, we're all going to be thinking that that little sister's going to be trying to jump the big brother or the brother's bones, you know? Yeah. Because that's just what that terminology kind of enacts in our brain. And really and truly, and this is kind of going to get into a little bit of the little history that I've accumulated. Uh, Syscon, uh, according to some people, was more just about having that relationship between brothers and sisters that skirted the line between just where it was normally related to. Uh, for example, there was this guy who the original word was derived from this guy named Yoshihide Kudo, who wrote an essay called Psychoanalysis, where he was kind of talking about like family relationships, like mothers and mothers and sons fathers and daughters and the brothers and sisters and he came up with the term for brother sister complex for those who were getting too close because he was actually saying stuff like this has been around for a while we just don't really look at it because he was saying like even william shakespeare was big into was was in the syscon <laughs> because <laughs> ophelia and Liartes from hamlet were super like like uh, Ophelia drowns herself in the yard. He's like, man, fuck Hamlet. Hate that dude. <laughs> because my sister drowned herself and he was like, he wasn't supposed to be letting her drown and shit. And that's kind of what, that's kind of where it just stems from. It's just a complicated relationship between siblings. And now because we are in an anime manga community where we see just, these relationships occur, and then we're instantly we go syscon, brocon. Yeah, that's that's that means they're fucking. When in actuality, it should probably mean more like they're too close. I guess I feel like I feel like I. Well, thank you for yeah, thank you for coming to my just, TED yeah, they're talk. They're blurring the line. I I actually you have just come with so much information though. I, this is like learning, and I love it. Yeah. Well, so so like you've already brought up like the history and stuff. So I do want to ask like, uh, what was like the first syscon, and like do you have the information of when it kind of changed to being pre- I mean unless I'm wrong in saying this but when it changed in being predominantly a sexual relationship rather than just a very very close relationship between brother and sister um I have several sources several sources on that uh as we were talking before the podcast 
I couldn't really assemble a comprehensive history of this sort of thing because a lot of the sort of historical writings, well, historical. No, that's the writings. Are, <laughs> it's from the, the Lord himself. The, eight, <laughs> the ancient anime texts, as they're called. Uh, a lot of it was going to be in Japanese, and they were going to have more of a sociological sort of uh, look at what anime. It was going to be more about what anime does to people than what it makes to brothers and sisters. But I was looking around. I looked through a couple of websites. I read a couple of people who were translating this stuff. I translated some of it myself through piece by piece on Google Translate, and uh, Google Translate was like, "Here's your shitty, here's your shitty translation. I hope you can get something out of it." So, <laughs> uh, as I as I always implore people, if I ever say something wrong or I'm his, like I'm inaccurate, uh, please tell me. Like, just at me, tell me, because I gathered this information, and I tried to gather multiple sources on it so that it would be collaborated and it wouldn't just be me making shit off the, off the top of my head. Uh, but to answer your question, Earthworm, what a lot of people consider Osamu Tezuka, uh, you know, the creator of Astro Boy, yeah. the creator of Apollo Song, like, the, the godfather of manga. He wasn't a siscon, but he made a lot of, um, he made a couple of manga that kind of leaned in more to those incestuous relationships, but never, never to like a pornographic degree. But one of his, one of his works, uh, Fushigi na Melmo, our marvelous Melmo, as it was kind of, as it was translated into, uh, was about this girl who basically gets her father and family abandon her. And she kind of, she becomes a magical girl. And whenever she transforms, she becomes an adult and, so she's kind of struggling to. She's got two kids. She's got two kids. No, she doesn't have two kids. She's like nine. She's got two brothers and she's got two brothers and are siblings. Siblings. I can't remember off the top of my head. I didn't write it down. I just know she has a brother. Okay. Because the brother is young and she thinks about several times about how she wishes that she could just help him by being able to just like basically produce milk and feed him. Oh. And it was never an overtly sexual thing. It was just she wants to be there for her brother so bad. And that's kind of where people, through several readings, that's where they kind of point as being where Siskon sort of stuff really had its first appearance, but it wasn't like what we know today. But the first real thing that I'm finding or that I could find was two were three things. One was Pink No Curtain by George Akiyama which is about a brother who falls for a sister and they move in together and he just wants to fuck her. And there was this other one called Mitsuru, uh, called Miyuki by Mitsuru Adachi, who has done several manga that are really popular, like Cross Game and Touch. And it's about step-siblings who just fall in love and date. But a lot of people, and this wanted to say that the first real Siskon anime that they knew of, that they could, that a lot of people agreed upon, was Cream Lemon. And Cream Lemon is a hentai. Oh, I it's, love that name, okay. though. <laughs> and it came out in nineteen eighty in the nineteen eighties, and it had a. It was basically like six episodes of just vignettes, like little stories, and each story was a different just situation. It wasn't an overarching story because uh, I think so. Poor story and porn is expected to be there. It's supposed to be there, but it really, but no one wants it to be there. It's just kind oh, of shit. something that has, yeah, I'm that has it up to right be. now. Yeah, but the first one was about these siblings, Aki and brother. I don't remember the brother's name because Aki was the cute one. That's the only one that mattered. And they were step siblings, and they had a sexual relationship. And Aki herself was so popular that she kind of cream lemon started to make offshoots 
of her story. But that's the first one that a lot of people I saw on the English-speaking internet said was the first CISCON. But then when I dig deeper and sort of tried to browse uh, Wikipedia, browse my anime list, and check all these other shows, I, I think Pink No Curtain and Miyuki would be the first real just CISCON stories out there. And Miyuki was made into an anime. Um, Pink No Curtain wasn't. Or it was made into a one-episode one episode OVA. Uh, but really, just from what I was reading, what I was studying, what I could just sort of gather, CISCON and just that sort of anime that we know today, like the stuff we would see in Onii or Mo, that stuff didn't really become prevalent until around, twin in Japan at least, until around 2000, 1990, like late 1990s when the advent of satellite TV. Because a lot of anime prior to this was going to be, if people were going to watch it and mass consume it, and it wasn't going to be something niche, it was going to be, you know, on TV that everybody had, ex- right. was accessible. So when satellite TV comes and there's more channels available, these people were able, like anime studios were able to say, we can make more niche shit because around 2002, 2003, there's a lot more stuff that where Meg, like, Glasses girls show up, maid girls show up. That's where a lot of this more tropey, sh- these tropes appear because mom's not going to walk in on me watching this at, you know, 8 p.m. It's on satellite TV. It's going to show up and it doesn't have to worry about about a demogra- the demographic not being there because they're going to find it. And that's where we see a lot of the CISCON stuff really pop up after that advent of satellite TV. And that's... That's kind of what I think would be the biggest the biggest revolution in CISCON anime is satellite TV. So etchy anime much, in general, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, etchy too. In the end, it was technology that catapulted the new way of CISCON. Yeah, and that's well, that's true of all an- that's true of anime though. You know, anime when when you could focus on these shows that were more niche, you could just. Say yeah, it's gonna be on. It's gonna be on channel three hundred and seven at twelve a.m. So you could just make it, and somebody would be there. Whereas you couldn't do like make an anime like that because I don't know NHK wouldn't want that on their airwaves. So just technology, just technology really just made this shit happen. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just like today with like streaming services, we get much more. At least for a while, we were getting a little bit more edgy content, like Game of Thrones, for example. That's not something that would be on a on an ABC or anything, even like on a regular cable right. thing, but right. you got to pay for HBO specifically. So we can put as many dicks in, as we want in it. You paid for this. Yeah, You paid for the cock. I, I like <laughs> that you mentioned streaming. Cause it's like, why aren't like more of the like OVAs or like the more like uncensored stuff available on streaming when there's so much anime at our disposal, but no, you got to get the Blu-ray or you got to physically have the disc because you got to like hide yourself from the world and not allow it on streaming sites. I don't know why that's, that's happening. Um, I think, I, I think for just in particular, if we're talking about anime that's coming out nowadays, I think that's just mostly because streaming services, you know, Crunchyroll recently bought uh, right stuff and now they're turning all that pornog, all this pornography, all the hentai stuff into its own web unique website. And I think, that that's because why they do that at least over here a good bit more is because anime is a brand to some people and you don't want anime to be seen as having 
overtly etchy stuff as having this kind of stuff that's, you know, extra frowned upon. Well, I mean, it's frowned, it's frowned upon in Japan. It's frowned upon everywhere. But it's just one of those things that, as far as an American culture goes, that's just a big, that's a big hell no to that. Uh, right. And so I think that that has to come out on Blu-ray if you want to see it uncensored, just because there is a lot of stuff that they cut, a lot of, um, you know, censoring just because anime is a brand. And there's also the nature of the fact that generally when these episodes come out, they just get the Japanese television airing and just bring it over, and they don't bother bringing like the uh, stuff that comes out on the Japanese Blu-ray. So when we actually make the Blu-rays over here, then that's where they put all the Blu-ray episodes on the on there, and then just send it out. And mm-hmm. that's that's the main reason. But I, I I think that's also the reason why you know Kiss Sis doesn't have a proper streaming service. Why a lot of them have just been relegated to stuff like High Dive, because High Dive kind of has to operate a little bit as a counterculture to some of what Crunchyroll's doing, but that's just me on my Crunchyroll, my Crunchyroll shit uh, soapbox. <laughs> I was to say it was definitely a bitch just to watch Kiss This. That was uh, that was a pain. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm uh, just a quick aside. I'm I'm genuinely surprised there isn't like a. I guess, for lack of a better term, like a a porn hub for anime where you can get like <laughs> legitimately like produced hentai like streamed, I guess legally instead of having to go and find some shitty flash animation on actual Pornhub. Like I, <laughs> I figured somebody more than High Dive would have really really leaned into the to this perverted underbelly we have that a anime has. Here. Like. Hey, I don't know if I don't know. Maybe it's just you. It's hard to get the rights for these things because, like, I, I imagine putting the OVA of Kisses on Blu-ray skyrockets the potential Blu-ray sales because you have a reason to go out and buy this now rather than just it's just the same horny anime. No, this one's extra horny, and you gotta own a physical copy to watch it. So maybe it's all like driven by Blu-ray sales. But yeah, I mean, any investors out there? Invest in the hentai hub. I think I think it's a good. I think there's a market for it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Faku Faku streams some anime, but they're mostly just known for their their porn manga more so than like the six episodes of Kanajo 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 that they have. Yeah. Which I I I to, like I totally I feel you on that Earthworm because why you know that we want it a lot of us want it to just not have to have these ads on the side that are like try not to come in five seconds or (laughs) make your dick bigger with these five simple tools and it's like this 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 side of this like tiny micro penis growing into like a fucking log and you're just like i'm just trying to or something pops out and goes hi i want to fuck today you want to oh yeah it's like what no i'm trying to watch this get out of my way you think i got time for you bitch (laughs) <laughs> they're like i'm a local milf who doesn't want to remarry do you want to meet up and i'm like no i I just want to be done i'm not here because i'm proud i'm here because i got things that need to be done <laughs> it's 12 30 at night i need to go to bed just leave me alone i'm trying to get oh, this damn over it, with. just want to fuck my sister <laughs> oh, oh do your texas accent do it do it do it <laughs> no 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 i you, you can't we're not gonna do it i'm yet. the we. guest i get you gotta do it or you're being very rude <laughs> i understand but we have we have to talk about something first because uh you did mention about how uh all this kind of like the new way of syscon kind of appeared by like 1999 2000 2001 right um uh and, yeah 
Yeah, so I'd like to say, do you think, because I, I really do want to talk about Okoye Kaze kind of like paved the way of like, you can tell a story without it. Like it's, of course it goes sexual in its own way, but also it's more of like telling a story and also saying, look, this is not morally right. And mm. people around you are going to frown upon you for doing it. Mm. Or was it already I, doing that before? Uh, Koi Kaze. Koi Kaze is kind of interesting because anytime these anime come out, they're generally adapted from manga. And Koi Kaze, the first chapter, I believe, came out in 2001. So I think it kind of got a. that this The mangaka behind it kind of. I, I don't know. As far as like looking things up, I didn't invest too much research into Koi Kaze because I just. I didn't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. You're t- you brought enough information to the table. I just wanted to pick your brain with it because Koi Kaze felt like it was the driving force to like a new era, but also like a well done era, if I could say yeah. that. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Um, from what I know about Koi Kaze, from when I was into it, it was published in a magazine called Evening, which has a more like seinen demographic. Like it's more for you know, it's more for like older guys. And I think it was probably meant to be a Siscon, a Siscon sort of story, and then just give everybody the middle finger a little bit. Because, <laughs> because Koi Kaze, you know, that scene towards the end where it's like, yeah, we can't do this. Everyone hates us. It's, I feel like that was definitely the mangaka going like, oh, I got them now. They're thinking that they got them now. And then it's. That's hey, what Earthrone was hoping for. Yeah. I mean, that's. That's what I feel like Koikaze was. Was just I got him now. Here it comes. Up, oh, look how fucked up you guys are. And Koikaze has its own, its own, uh, own stuff going on with it too. Because Earthworm kept saying this in the episode was about how uncomfortable, or both of you did really, how the age, brat, the age difference was also uncomfortable. Like made you uncomfortable. And I, yeah, I, I agree. I, that was like, see, to me, I'm, I'm. I'm fine with the sister, brother, and even Earthworm was. But, yeah, that age is like you can't overlook it. So, I That's how I feel, too. I'm, I'm glad that that, uh, that age. I, I feel like Koi Kaze was just the middle finger to two groups of people because the people who are going to be reading this, I feel like we're going to be older. And he said, oh, yep, look at you. Twenty think you you you're twenty six and watching these shows about 16-year-old girls. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Oh, it's, it's it ain't good, chief. And... <laughs> I feel like that's totally what Koi Kaze was. I, obviously, it's not written to be a parody or to be mocking. It's a very serious story. But I totally, no doubt in my mind, that that mangaka totally was just thinking, like, I'm going to fucking I'm gonna put the mirror to them and see how see how they like it. Yeah, I do wonder how much how much of there, that there was, because I don't know how the manga ended, but the anime ending on a very hopeful note where it's like, you know, they're, they might be okay, and it felt like the kind of a less of a little less of a middle finger to the reader, but more like, "Hey, look at me! Look me in the eyes! You're fucked up, all right? You like this? You're fucked up, but mm-hmm. you got a shot, you know. Like if you do things, if you don't worry about what other people say and you don't let anybody find you, you could be happy. Just know that you got a problem, kid. All right, <laughs> but good luck. <laughs> no one's gonna accept you, but you at least have your sister. Yeah." It's, yeah, yeah, you got it, but uh, yeah, that's messed. That's messed up, and it, it kind of, I think, domestic girlfriend also kind of harkened back to that too because Hina had that scene where she's like, "Hey, if we got together, 
people would be mad. You want to just drown drown ourselves right now because it's basically what we'd have to do. Yep. That scene, like where she says that, I kind of thought that was very reminiscent of a Koikaze situation. And I think Hino, after, I didn't see Koikaze until after I watched Domestic Girlfriend. I think Hino was kind of being a little bit overdramatic because uh, uh, that's just step-siblings. That's not as, like, that's not as inherently just weird as actual siblings. Yeah, and, like, the age difference that they were super worried about, I mean, what, Mm. she was, like, early 20s, he was almost out of high school. Like, it wasn't ridiculous like 12 years for the other two uh, maybe it was like the the teacher student uh roles mm-hmm. that was more of a problem but yeah it felt like more of an appropriate reaction for the two in koikaze than than domestic girlfriend yeah absolutely and there's also that it's just weird it's just i don't know it's just also extra kind of weird when it's an older guy with a younger girl i don't know if that's just my no nope. and my he's own. so You're goddamn right. big yeah he's so big <laughs> Like, he's such a he's a giant. <laughs> yeah, it it is so weird because she's so small, and that's 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 one of the things I couldn't get over myself. It's just like this is just weird. This is just and his little bit of his little bit of stubble that he had as well. I'm just I don't know. I don't know, Chief. I don't. This this ain't gonna look. This ain't gonna look good in your family's eyes. No, no. Like I I, I compared it to our to my love story. Even though I've never seen it, I just the character designs are so striking. Except. You can hang your hat on the fact that in my love story, they're both fucking high schoolers. This is just not letting you forget. Keeps It's like the character designer was like, the, the somebody walked in and was like, hey, uh, can you like tone it down with the making him seem big and aggressive and dirty? And the character designer fucking puts out his cigarette. He looks at the guy and he's like, fuck you, okay? I'm doing this for a paycheck and I'm putting all my morals aside. Fuck you. I'll do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's t- I totally I totally feel like what it is because it's just that little bit of beard that little bit of beard he has just makes me look I don't know why but I, I was just kind of like oh man that's you got that that little bit of beard is giving me I can't call high school girls at, uh, yeah from from just I don't like it I don't like it that little bit of facial hair that 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 Fred that Fred Durst beard I guess that little that Fred Durst <laughs> that's Dustin. what I like about these high school girls I get older and they stay the same age. Uh, do it all for the nookie. <laughs> <laughs> do it all for the nookie. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, so I got let me ask you, Matt, what in your heart of hearts, what do you prefer? A Syscon that leans towards like if you had to choose one extreme, do you want like Koi Kaze where it's like this is serious, or do you want something like Oni Eye where it's more of a more of a comfort food Siscon. or Orimo. Well, no, I I want to know if he had to pick Desert Island. Like, do you want no oh, okay. substance and like fun and just kind of a romp through sister fucking, or do you want something that's really gonna shine a magnifying glass on some of this stuff? Well, I, I definitely want more drama than I would want comfort food. If I had to pick one or the other, I I love Koikaze. I'm super glad that I I I kind of. I'm kind of glad that Dan brought it to my attention. Uh, Dan is our Sherpa. I, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Dan be whipping out anime that like only five people on the earth have ever thought about in the past 20 years. That's that's just the kind of guy that Dan is. Yeah, so, you're not kidding. Yeah. 
He'll be like, he'll be like, well, this week I was watching, I've been watching uh, Neo Zip, Zip Liner Fighter X, and you're just like, what the fuck are those oh, words? It's just like Sorry. his fucking records, man. Like, I want, I, I like punk music, and I want to talk to Dan about punk, but I know I'm already in over my head before the conversation has started. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he once was talking to me about Japanese punk, and I said, oh, yeah, Japanese punk. Yeah, I know. I think I know some Japanese punk. And he's like, listen to some navel. And I said, who now? Who, navel? <laughs> I, I I don't know them. What anime OPs have they done? <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I would rather have substance. I would rather have drama. Orimo, I feel, le- is the perfect, it's, it's the perfect balance of it. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. last those last three episodes are really dramatic and even before then you have that kind of you have that that lewdness that goes on that sort of trash that transpires and all that but then you also have a little bit of substance and a little bit of emotional growth and you can see Kirino and Kyosuke growing closer together I I feel like that's that's the perfect blend of it I I feel like I would want that more so but if I'm going to be on a desert island, I I need I, I need something to watch, and I also need probably need something to like relieve myself too. So I'm going to go with trash. Oh, but, okay, <laughs> all right. So you're you're really gaming the system here. I I kind of want to like pose. The, I've I feel like I've been talking too much. I kind of want to pose the question to you two. I know you've mentioned it earlier uh, in earlier episodes, uh, but just prior to doing this, um, prior to doing this, what was kind of just. Even before Oremo, if you can remember your thoughts and feelings back then, did you have any sort of just notion of these incestuous relationships in anime or these ciscon brocon stuff? What was kind of the thoughts and feelings that you had about it? Was it just something you thought was had to go with anime, or was it just, or was it something that JD had in the back of his mind, like I can't wait to get to that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for for me, it's one of those things that like you kind of knew about anime you not like explicitly but you you kind of absorbed through osmosis that you know anime has some things like tentacle porn and there's a lot of incest you know we just you don't watch it if you don't want to but <laughs> i i definitely when i first got into anime i i i was very much on a moral pedestal to where i'm like fucking lollies are disgusting and immoral and why would anybody enjoy a show you would with never that? have a naked figure and now I'm now I'm just a regular old fucking pervert like the rest of you. <laughs> so, like I I definitely had a, a a hair across my ass about it before that. But then I I think at some point recently I realized not all media has to be a moral compass for me. I can just like watch shit, and I, I guess it doesn't have to be all fucking like hey here's the message kids. You know it's like. It, it, <laughs> I don't I, fucking your sister like that. Yeah, there's complications there. Do I have to solve them right now? No, I'll just watch these other characters do their best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, I guess mine was different because uh, it's a joke, but it's like uh, it was awakened in me as I was watching Orimo. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't really I don't know what happened as I was watching it. It's like I quickly pushed away the uh, the fact of like a sister and brother and I thought more of like kind of what you said earlier where at the beginning of the show it's all about like a brother truly taking care of his sister who is snotty but has that nice side when you get through it all and then the payoff is worth it and it's like you're the brother watching this girl like finally be happy that you know her brother took care of her and it's like oh what's this feeling and then 
you're going through the adventure and it becomes something more than that and you didn't think it would and then you're sitting here like but am i wrong am i upset with this going this Mm -hmm. way and then as i finished i was like i just watched a brother and sister show and i'm like and it did not completely like turn me away because it had so many yeah it had other characters it had funny moments it had not sexual things throughout and i'm like if this is what siscon can be what's so wrong with that kind of uh, like earthworm said it's fictional and i'm not gonna let that moral like high ground take over and um yeah so i was i was ready for it i enjoyed it I, I just like I just like you just kind of sounded like you're like if it's wrong then why does it feel so right? <laughs> it's kind of what happened. They're, they like I don't <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I'm like sitting there like trying to forget that they're brother and sister. Then it's kind of brought up frequently, and then you see them kind of getting closer and closer, and then you're kind of like, why do I want this to work? Like, mm-hmm. why does this feel so right? You just gotta let her go <laughs> so, to America. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, don't why would say you do something? that? <laughs> You want to go with the other girl? Why? This other one has so much more to give you, and you're blood related. Uh, no, I was, I was like, right, all right. there down the hall. Yeah, I was like, at this point, you know, you made a good choice. You moved on, and you picked the right girl. And then he fucked it all up. I hate Harris yeah, well, for that Well, actually, reason. technically, Corneco is the one that gave it all up, so. Yeah, Corneco was like, I can't be in the way of brothers and sisters. And then she was like, oh, shit, they fucking, uh, I didn't mean that. <laughs> Whoops. Um, wow, <laughs> I really, I thought you guys just needed to talk about this and get it over with, but all right, you know. Yeah, it's like, I, I just wanted to make sure that you guys got along together, not do a, not, not, not do all that. That's, that's When you not said I'm t- going down on that pie, I just didn't know it was, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that you guys were just family baking. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> oh my god, that's oh. that's I that's kind of it, it's kind of interesting to me. I think I know I said something about it on Oremo the Oremo episode because I I really I wanted everybody to kind of give me their impressions of that show just because it is a siscon and it's really been interesting to me as someone who does listen to this podcast. Uh, to see kind of the impressions because I knew I knew in my heart of hearts that there was no way that Earthworm was gonna vibe with it at all. And the entire that's what I point. wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was just gonna be nah, nah, this ain't it. And that's why the Koikaze episode was giving me a little bit of anxiety. I'm like, I'm waiting for the the Earthworm, the Earthworm. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, this ain't no, no. And I'm glad that you could get some enjoyment out of it. I, it is just. Do you, is there is there anything that just to just to ask this question to you, Earthworm? Is there anything that outside now that this is kind of you've been through a little bit of Syscon? What what's next that you're dreading? What's like the next uh, genre that I'm dreading <laughs> well, delving yeah, into? Yeah, like yeah, just like if this is Syscon was one of the ones that you kind of had a little bit of like fear and hesitation towards. Is there anything like and JD too, is there anything else that you kind of like this is just from my own personal curiosity <laughs> at this point. Is there anything else you two are just like dreading uh, or man, don't want to get into? I don't know if this counts as like a a genre per se, but one thing that I really have absolutely zero like negative interest in uh is like redo of healer torture porn style anime where it's just like if a really pissed off 15 year old's wet dream like just i i heard you (laughs) matt i think it was you and amelia i don't think audrey was on that episode but it was when you reviewed it for the seasonal and you were saying just some of the fucking scenes that were in that goddamn anime i'm like what the fuck why would anybody like 
I, I know I just said not having to have like a moral compass in a show, but if it's just like this, I'm going to get my revenge fucking and hurt everybody along the way thing mm-hmm. that that does that sparks no joy for me. Like, at, at least in a good Siscon, I can fi- I can like root for the brother and sister, but I don't know if I'll ever be rooting for redo of healer guy. Yeah, fair enough. Ah. Uh... I gotta say, because there's so many genres, and I have a hard time thinking, what would I absolutely hate? But then I think about what, to me, like, Earthworm went down a path of it for a while, and I just see myself, like, absolutely not having any fun with it, and that's, like, Moe. Uh, Truly, I mean, I I only have, like, a couple, like, a Kebby Sailor uniform, but, like, it looks so beautiful, but it was so lack of any entertainment in my eyes that I I dreaded every episode. I was bored. I was falling asleep, you know? So... I would just not want to watch any Moe just because I feel like what everyone finds cute and adorable, I would be like, I guess so. I'm more into like, if it was like a, a whole thing about dogs and all that, living a life in an anime, I'd probably be more into that than like cute girls doing cute things, you know? I feel that. I, I uh, Moe is not a genre that I think you would like, but I think... yeah. There are like yeah, girls who panzer is probably the one moe that you would probably you, get you some told real me about enjoyment. That, so yeah, uh, you'd probably mm. enjoy the first season of K-On. I know you'd think the second season went on too fucking long, but like if it's got something else to kind of keep your attention, a Kebby Sailor uniform was about as fucking moe as you can get as far as the no conflict. There's no even real you were running into thing. slow points, so you were like, damn. Yeah, like all of my rating about that was was pure visually, but. I, I wasn't invested in really anything because there wasn't that, you know, there wasn't like that club we were trying to keep together or whatever. It, it was mm-hmm. just people being people and being happy. Mm-hmm. There's no I time mean, for happiness. Yeah, I also just kidding. was going <laughs> to interject. I wouldn't use uh, I wouldn't use a AKB's AKB's sailor uniform as like your uh, your 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 litmus test for Moe because that show kind of sucks. Yeah. In my humble in my humble opinion. I won't say it sucks, not the word I would use, but um it bo- it's, his, it's a little boring. It is uh it is fundamentally lacking an entertainment value that transcends beyond the modern man. I hate that show. I, oh, I good sir. I did not good know you sir, brought this you. show. <laughs> this show and its feed obsession is quite not doing it for me today, sir. I I, I couldn't stand that show. Every single episode I was just when will it be over? When will they finally realize that all these girls have like been next to like Chernobyl or something with their deflated looking <laughs> eyes? God hated that show. Shit. Wanted oh, it to be shit. over so much, and then people were coming and saying, "Like, wow, I found true peace after watching AKB. And I'm like, "Yeah, I would have found true peace too if I'd watched too much of it. I would have taken a long drive off a of short. I'll tell pier. you what, you haven't seen peace till you've seen your sister bend over with an apple pie in her hand and going and saying, give it to me, brother. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, I'm going to flip the question on you. Um, maybe you've already discovered it, but what is a genre that you're dreading or what's your bottom of the barrel? I fucking hate it genre. Oh, um, I am going to be honest, and that is... Here we go. I know what it is. It's Hush. You don't know me. You don't know what I know I'm you. about. I know you. you. Know I'm in me. your mind you know right me? now. I'm going to be completely honest. I And I feel like I'm... 
uh, maybe this is a bit sacrilege to say this on this podcast. I'm going to stare I, right at you. I see uh, you. Don't, don't stare at me. I never, ever want to go back into uh, Shonen ever again. I knew it. <laughs> what? Are you okay? No, let me ask. Is this like Shonen Jump 200 plus episode battle Shonen that we're talking about? Or is this like anything aimed at a younger demographic Shonen? Because it's a really weird genre. Yeah. Uh, Okay, let me. Okay, I should. You're right. I should kind of say what it is. I don't want to. I don't want to go back into any more battle shonen, and I I say that because I tried to get back onto. Uh, I read the. I read all of um My Hero Academia up to, I think where the sixth season is covering, and then I try. I tried to watch the anime where I left it off, and I was so unenthused about everything that was going on. Yeah, and I. And it, it it goes into every everything that kind of lingers in that sort of that realm, you know. I just I I want systems, and this is a problem with storytelling. All storytelling, it's not battle shonen that suffer it, but it's just the one I can always think of of just someone saying, you know, you didn't realize it, but there are these other things going on over here. You didn't realize it, but this is my new power. You didn't realize it, but I could do this. You didn't realize it, but this is something else that could have happened. I just hate that shit. Like the, it's just the little kid on the part on the playground going, "Hey, you may have a, a a gun, a gun that beats my shield, but I also have super shield that you didn't know about. But now I <laughs> shall reveal it to you now that you have the gun that beats my shield." And that's kind of what a lot of it felt about it. It kind of felt to me, and I tried to read uh, Black Clover, and I was not feeling that at all. And it could be that I'm not exploring the right avenues, you know. Well, you Which like I, Jujutsu Kaisen, right? Like you're you're on that that's, train. That's so weird, though. I don't know why I like Jujutsu well, it's, Kaisen. It's really constricted together to like very short episodes. It's not like the battle shonen we're talking. I guess it's a battle shonen, but it doesn't feel like the old school way of doing it. You know? Yeah, and Jujutsu Kaisen also suffers from explaining it, over explaining everything, which I guess is I I kind of enjoy because a fight in Jujutsu Kaisen will be will be like five minutes of of. Yeah, the black flash can only happen twice a day. It's got to happen on days that uh days that end on the you know on ones can't happen more than three times in a five hour period. You got to have to take these pills to have it happen for longer than six hours, and that's basically all the fights in Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> you know, like domain expansion. It's like yeah, his domain expansion can only last for like three minutes, and anything that it touches will be reverted to particles, and those particles can only do this. It's kind of like I like that. I like Jujutsu Kaisen. Because for one thing, it's I, I really just love the characters in it, and I also just I I think I just love the fact that Jujutsu Kaisen is a little bit up its own asshole and trying to explain its entire fighting and system, you know. Okay, no, I dig it, and I I feel you. Like even genres that I'm not a fan of, if a show is good, it's it's good, and I'm gonna like it. Yeah, it deserves the recognition. Yeah, and it I feel like there are some moe shows that JD could get behind. Oh yeah, if if they didn't lean so hard into uh, being cute for the sake of cuteness. I think totally, you're Dearthworm, you're right. He would get. I think he would like K-Own because K-Own does have a story. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's the music behind it. You get to like watch them kind of progress as a band where it's like no conflict because it's a high school band, but they're still working towards something. Right. Well, c- could I say that I know it's not, it's really a sad show, but like, Kataro from Katara Lives Alone is a cute little kid, and whatever he does for me 
I find adorable. So if like we could take that and maybe make it a little more positive and that counts as Moe, I'll take that. I don't know if that's possible. It might but, have to do mm. with the characters. Like the co- it, it would have to be a perfect storm with you to where there's enough going on. The characters are engaging and the comedy is up your alley. Like I yeah. think I've never seen it, but I really want to watch a Nietzsche Joe, which is like fucking hilarious uh, from what I've been told. I don't know if it quite counts as a Moe, but that might be something you can get into because it's just the sheer ridiculousness of it. Mm-hmm. I, right. I don't. I don't know if it would also if it would also count as a if it would count as Moe itself, but I feel like maybe Clonod could be a little bit more his speed. That's like heavy that, drama though, isn't it? Like that's that's got some heavy shit. Yeah, well that's yeah, that's got that's got a lot of stuff going on in it with the characters. It's a lot more um it it, it is a lot more drama, yeah. I feel like but the but it does elicit those feelings of moe you know like this is super cute it's super uh when it isn't drama heavy it is super cute and adorable and there are things going on that really lighten the mood but i i think because there is eventually a story that comes to the forefront that really gets emotional i feel like that's something that could keep i feel i feel like that could keep him entertained at least <laughs> by the um, end of the first season or he's like our I kid actually, and we're trying to figure out what to put on the ipad to shut him up for a little while i know this whole episode <laughs> ending now is just us try let's let's figure out what jd can watch so um well um, there's not, there's one big horny elephant left in the room but jd you go go ahead uh before we get to that whatever you gotta say Okay, well, yeah, because it was going to be because we're getting close to the end of the episode. But one thing I do want to ask, Matt, and we could do it after we get to the whatever horny thing you're talking about, <laughs> uh, is I want you to give me another recommendation because I'm not done with Siskon, and I feel like I'm more willing to keep going. I just did this to kind of make Earthworm suffer. Um, so I kind of want by the end of the episode for you to just give me a recommendation again for something I should watch, Matt. All right. I, I'm looking through that list of stuff that I sent you that one time. <laughs> oh, okay. But uh, I said, oh no, go ahead, Matt. I I sent I sent him a list, but honestly, a lot of it was sh- stuff that was mid because I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> if I send this to JD and he makes Earthworm watch it, then I'll, it'll be two birds, one stone. <laughs> JD will be entertained and Earthworm won't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so the big horny elephant left in the room is I go. do want to talk about Kiss Sis for a little bit and. <laughs> just kind of get matt's feelings on it matt why why do you just watch porn and call it anime what, i have a question I, I have i have a, I, no i have a question i have okay. a question earthworm yeah. why, why can't you enjoy the porn that's just anime why do, why do you show your roommates pornography why do you do this to them <laughs> i just i just i just tried to outreach and, and, and talk to people and they they don't and, 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 uh there's no, no nipples in this. That's the biggest travesty here. Uh, can I be honest? I don't. Okay. I, I I disagree on your on on the whole. The nipple is the best part of the boob. I no. I don't think that's true. All right. I think no. the, okay. Let's hear it. Okay. Please. I think the the best part of the boob is the under is not the under boob, but like the low part of the boob. That the part that like the the. The south sides of the equator that is the nipple, you know, that's the that's the cool part of the boob, in my humble opinion. And Kiss Sis has got plenty of the under boob, and that's that's the, that's the range I like in the boob. I I, I just think I, I, I just get I, I get you, but like like 
what we're discussing here is like S tier versus like S plus tier. And just the nipple is like solely in the S plus tier. And then the rest of the boob is 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 all in S tier, whatever side angle you want to look at. You it, know, but. but, you know, Matt is starting to make a point because there's a part that I like, like when it's pushed together and you only see the underside and it's like on a tight shirt. It's like, you know what? That I is know. the best part. Under boobs, great, dude. But like, yeah, I, yeah. I need, I, I want to be rewarded after. It's like that's the tease. I, I, I want to be rewarded. Yeah, and again, one more time. <laughs> this is nothing against people who might have had a mastectomy or anything like that. Breast cancer people, whatever. This is a fucking drawing, and they chose not to draw nipples for censorship reasons. And it is art, and it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I just, it's weird, but. Uh, Though the real question I want to ask you, Matt, and this might get like little a little too personal, but like when you watch Kiss Sis, do you like do you watch a few episodes and then just go jerk off after? Like, what is the game plan <laughs> after watching something this fucking horny? Uh you Man, don't have to answer that. I don't want to be put on 4K on this, but, but you know what? I, I you guess don't have everybody. To, you can No, you no, to, no. You asked the question. I got to know. Gonna say, like, no, Earthworm. Earthworm, Earthworm. I'm here for you. I do. I did jack off after one of the episodes. On the TV one, there was this episode. And you know what? This was something I should have addressed earlier. What is wrong with licking sweat? Sweat's pretty hot. Oh, I just my think. God. It. it, it I don't know, man. What it I don't know. Up. When the slurp happened, it's like I it's like taking a shot of sweat and I just started gagging, man. I, I that's where I draw the line. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just the fucked one uh, fucked one uh, fucked up one here, but then again, I was the one who was consor- a professional Ciscon uh consultant. <laughs> uh I I really do. There are scenes in as you both of you said, there are scenes in Kiss Sis where you're like, there is something going on down here. Why is this happening? Yeah, little earthworm and little JD are starting to come out. <laughs> oh, little worm! <laughs> yeah, and there's there's just scenes that that got me bad in the uh, the original series. Just the the scene where like they're they're licking each other and all that. I'm like, that's so. Why is that attractive to me? There's something that I need to look in myself. A spiritual journey I need to go on. But totally, there were scenes and kiss sis that i had to pause and i had to say i have to look at this objectively and you are getting in the way uh penis i can't <laughs> i i cannot critique i cannot critique with this boner i need to go i need to go okay and- i'm glad i'm not the only one. <laughs> oh, did you do that honestly <laughs> no because i'm like sitting there going I can't have that like clogging up my my memory of this show. You know what I mean? Like I have to. Right, right. I don't want to be thinking like with my jerk off brain while reviewing something on the podcast, and I was afraid that they were gonna get like entangled. Oh, oh I'm, okay. I mean, if there's any time to review an etchy show, it's after you finish that because you're gonna be disgusted with yourself a little bit. You're gonna be kind of just like you're not gonna be very thrilled because ever. After every time that this has happened to me, I've been like, "Why am I like this? Why? Am, wh- 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 who am I? What am I?" And that's the perfect time to critique etchy anime because you will not be your brain will not be fogged by the lack of blood that is flowing somewhere else. I guess that's but, fair. Yeah, but I totally had scenes in Kisses that that I found myself becoming extremely aroused. The karaoke room one—that's the one that got me. That, yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah, that one is really hot. 
My next question <laughs> is, do they have doujins that kind of finish up these these situations where the anime wasn't willing to go? Or, like, what, what's the doujin situation for Kisses? <laughs> so, I, I have read a couple of doujins for Kisses, and surprisingly... The ones that I found most prevalently, like the ones that whenever I looked up Kiss Sis on my sites, it was always with the teacher. Really? Was, what? Was, oh, yeah. You know what? I get that vibe. I actually totally get that. Well, there wasn't like you didn't get much of any of that in the show to where you got a lot of um a lot of heavy moments with the with the sisters, so I guess they're filling a niche that wasn't previously filled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh the the series also because I read the I read a good bit of the manga for it as well after finishing it. The, there is there does have a little bit of a story where it's the the OVAs don't focus on the TV show focuses on this overarching story of Keita's got to get into the school with his sisters and so he has to like study and he keeps getting distracted because the sisters are like, "Hey big, hey bro, I see you're trying to study. Would you like for me to straddle you in this chair and then rock it like a riding horse for some reason? Would that would that, would that help? Is that helping? <laughs> is it? Is me with no clothes on helping? Big bro. I mean, bro, is this helping? Touch I'm, me I, here. Is that helping? Yeah. It's like one the, I can't remember her name, but the the sm- quote unquote smart girl. Um, at some I point, she's Akko. like, oh, it is Akko. yeah. To help him study, she writes down the equations he needs to memorize on her body, and he says, anytime you need to remember this equation, you can just think about my butt or my boobs or my hips, and he's like, yes, this is this is helping me study. And I was like, that's, yeah, I don't think that's going to work. But there's a little bit of a story in, in the core series, the TV series, and in the manga, there eventually becomes kind of this, uh, kind of this rivalry for Keita with the romance between the sisters and the teacher that kind of develops where he's into the teacher and then it starts becoming a little bit more Koikaze-esque, but it doesn't go full Koikaze. Sure. You never you never can go full Koikaze. No, no. there's only one Koikaze. There's only <laughs> one Koikaze. So there's this... And that's that's to the fault of the OVA. It was just trying to just sell you some horny. And Yeah, I guess I should have had him watch the TV because he actually wanted more of a story. And I didn't know. I just heard everybody on forums saying, no, OVA is the way to go. And I forgot that everyone on there was probably just horny. And that's <laughs> why they said that. So uh, I guess if we were looking for a story, we should have went with the TV version. Oh, absolutely. That, and it's But it's such a thin story. It's just one episode of I've got to get into school, uh, 10 episodes of straight porn, then one episode of I need. Uh, did I get into the school? It's, okay. <laughs> it's nothing revolutionary. It's it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna raise Earthworm's score by any more than I would say half like a point. It wasn't gonna get anything beyond that because it was Fair still j- just a connecting thread to get from lewd scene to lewd scene. All right. Um, do you have any more questions, Earthworm? Um, no. I I think I'm no. I do have one more question. I I don't know if this is accurate, so I'm legitimately asking, but. Do you, Matt, do you feel that like when these anime, when these manga or light novels are adapted into anime, do you feel they get more of a bad rap than they should because the anime really, really leans into the trashiness and the edginess of these particular series? Or do you think that, like, would you say that 
they're really that at the core, even in the manga and light novel forms, that they are just this really etchy kind of trashy show that will add a story just to say that they had one. I I think for your for that question in particular, it really kind of depends on what we're adapting and how we're do how we're doing that because some some adaptations they're gonna want to sell the horny because that's just what they think they can sell. And for something like I'll uh I was about to say I'll Oni for some reason. Um for something like Kiss Sis, uh for something of that nature I totally will the manga was totally the same amount of horny, but then you have it in anime form where they can enhance it and they totally do. But it really does depend on the source material. Because just going back, Oni I what I read the first volume translated by fans because I really wanted to just get into it. And it's not as horny, but it's still it's still there, you know? Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. So just to answer your question, just to answer in a broad sense, it would depend on the adaptation, and it would depend on the light novel itself, because there are some that are drastically toned down. I'm struggling to think of them right now. My brain's been fuzzy all day for all this for all this just unlimited <laughs> ciscon <laughs> talk from all the ciscon, all the cisc, all the just the. But there's several sources, several original series that. They just butcher for some reason. They take things out. And I think it just really depends just on what we're talking about. Because these Syscon light novels, these Syscon manga, they're, they're for a demographic that that really no one, I think no one wants to talk about and no one really wants to look on and really you know have it focused. Because there's also My Sister, My Writer. That was the, big, the biggest the biggest pile of shit that there ever has been in anime like this. And it apparently the people who love the light novel, they were so mad that it just became an, a, just a anime abortion, an absolute, just dead on arrival piece of shit. And so they, but what that anime did was it was just like, here's the extra horny. Here's extra, here's extra lewdness. Here is shit to your animation. Uh, so it's just, it just depends on the adaptation. I, I think, that it it just really, I'm just I'm just speaking in circles. It just depends. It just no, depends. that's fair. So it's it sounds like it's not like a prevalent problem in Syscon that some of it is indeed this horny and some of it uh, it takes itself a little bit more seriously. But it's not it's not the anime studios going now. Nah, we're gonna sell it to these fucking degenerates, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like a work project. At the end of the day, anime is a is a product. Oh yeah. Uh, and so you've got to think about the person who's making, who maybe had to make Oni Eye. Do you think that they were that they were so excited that they were, that I don't know, Boss Son came in and said, "Hey guys, we're adapting Oni Eye." Do you, do you think people threw up? Just were like, "Oh my gosh, pop the sake, we are going to town." It was oh, <laughs> sh- I I guess we got to do this. It's that same guy from Koyakaze smoking a cigarette again. <laughs> Fuck! God damn it, not again. <laughs> I, I feel like that's what it is for a lot of anime studios, really and truly. You know, why does one why does One Punch Man, or at least the first season, look so good? Because Madhouse was a fan of it. The people who made it were a fan of it. They wanted, you know, to make to make it and put time and effort into it. So these anime these Syscon anime, 
you you know it's for a paycheck. A lot of them are just for a paycheck, and everybody involved doesn't want to be here. But we got to keep the lights on somehow. And that I, I feel like it's just because the people who might go into anime production, they don't. A lot of them probably don't want to work on these shows, really and truly. They want to work on something meaningful, but they're unfortunately working for Studio Feel. So here we go again <laughs> with the back to with the, the Ciscon. Back, back to the back, back to the drawing board. Here we, here we are again. So, I, I don't feel like I don't. I feel like it just depends. But overall, no one. I don't feel like anybody in the anime industry wants to work on this this stuff that hard. So it does. It is part of the reason why they kind of suck and become just horny, horny fists. Okay, fair enough. All right, I. You know what's great is Matt. I feel like we learned a lot here and. The great thing is I kind of learned more about actually like kind of like the description of Ciscon and what it was before all this. So uh, I appreciate you coming on and giving us the insight and uh, teaching us a little bit more about this. Like to me, this just opened my eyes even more and it makes me want to watch more of them actually. So yeah, I feel really, I feel really bad though, because I feel like I've talked way too much this this episode in particular i'm really sorry no, this Dude. is the point of bringing our guests just like when we did for mecca march we want to bring a, a, an expert that really loves and enjoys and knows the, the kind of history of all this stuff we don't want someone on there to go yeah i like it and that's yeah it. but <laughs> so a fi- there is a very thick line between the the expert mecca psalm and the well uh, yes the virgin this is true. Matt. We, can, we can't <laughs> all be psalm but you know no, dude, you, you, you're good, man. Again, this is literally the plan for this episode. And I think JD's kind of expressed all that he can from a, from an optimist, his optimist point of view. And I, I mean, I, what else can I say about Syscon that won't get me shot by this very niche, very angry fandom? <laughs> <laughs> so it was good no, to have another perspective. Just know that I'm, I'm carrying on the Lord's work from here on out. And I appreciate you for bringing me down the path, uh, Matt, so... <laughs> You, you are you are you're so 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 welcome uh i do have one recommendation for you okay i'm gonna write it th- down yeah i was thinking about it and i think this is uh but there's an asterisk to it one of the okay. best siscon anime i've ever seen is nisei monogatari but oh unfortunately you've got to go through bake monogatari first so it's a second season i will legitimately watch monogatari monogatari okay the the second season of Monogat you I'm sure you've seen the the gif with the toothbrush that's in Nisei Monogatari okay um I'm down for that I actually wanted to think about watching it but I couldn't do it for this month because it was like you said two seasons so yeah I oh I absolutely would love to hear to hear this discussion because Monogatari is one of those shows that I absolutely adore it but my God, it's got its head so far up its ass, it's coming out of its neck. But that's in the, the that best way possible. That sounds like my fucking show, dude. Like, I love pretentious bullshit like that, so I'm down. It, it's so pretentious, but at the same time, if it didn't have such great presentation, you'd be like, wait a minute. He just <laughs> looked at that girl's breasts. <laughs> See, that's the, that's the kind of etchy I like, where it's like, yes, we are pretentious and highbrow, but also enjoy titties. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, oh, yes, it's quite. I I totally. I I think you would get a lot out of. Uh, at least both of you would get something out of Bakemonogatari and Nisei that would be very interesting. I feel like. Hell yeah! All right. Well, I will definitely uh, keep that in mind for sure, and it will be on my list. Um, so for closing this out, if you have anything going on with the Taku Melancholy podcast or anything you want to say to the listeners that are listening to this, Siscon, l- let them have it. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. I'm sorry. I uh, uh, th- thank you guys for if you are if you obviously if you're listening to this episode, you're listening because you love these guys and they're great guys. Why wouldn't you love them? Uh, but thank you for listening to me. I feel like I come off as kind of a pretentious prick a lot of the times and kind of as an asshole. So thank you for listening to this episode of dealing with me because these two guys are great. But if you want to go listen to me, uh, uh, you can go to my website, otakumelancholy.com, where you can get all our links to our past, present, and future episodes. As far as stuff that's coming up for us, not a whole lot, my dudes. Um, we have a High School of the Dead episode that's incoming. Hell and yeah. That's all- yeah. <laughs> and... That's a thing because Audrey's never seen it, and which I was like, that's kind of a cardinal sin, isn't it? That's kind of like one of your your starter anime, isn't it? Yeah, like it is. we watched it. that when we were like 14. <laughs> it yeah, changed my life. <laughs> yeah, that's what I feel like everybody has. Everybody's seen it. So it's kind of interesting whenever that comes out to see Audrey's take on it. Uh, but no, um, just thank you guys for having me so much. I, I really appreciate it. No problem. Absolutely. We'll have to have you on some point when it's not either Syscon discussion or apparently your least favorite genre shonen stuff. <laughs> we'll have to have you on oh. for something in the middle. Yeah, I absolutely I absolutely need to get off my um what I really need to do is get off my ass. Uh because this isn't something that our producer Craig does. Uh and finally because uh just make that that episode uh, for the mom show that we uh did forever ago. But yeah, I we ne- talked about that. Yeah, but I never got around to putting it out because there's a whole there's there's a whole lot of stuff that happened with that that I could talk about later. But yeah, I need to put that out because that was a fun episode. Because apparently Earthworm doesn't like any time anybody is into their siblings, mom, son, sister, yep. brother doesn't like it, can't hates it. Yeah, look, you know, I just I like to keep my DNA separate. All right, I like it to not <laughs> match up. I'm sorry. The mom was hot though. Like she's not my mom, so. Yeah, I mean the the mom the mom was hot, and there That's was no denying there was a dragging with boobs. Then that that those <laughs> boobs like had nipples. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, everybody, yes, please, if you haven't already, uh, go check out Otaku Melancholy. Matt and Andre put out wonderful content, and I I listen every week. You should too. But if you want more Anime Brothers podcast, all these links will be in the show notes, but join the Discord, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter, give us a follow there to keep updated. If you really, really, absolutely, abso-fucking-lutely love the content, and uh, you want to uh, monetarily pressure us to make more content like this, join the Patreon. Send us a message every day saying, have Matt back on, talk about more sister-fucking anime. I demand it. <laughs> that, you can do that, you know? that You pay us a dollar a month, and shit, you can do a lot of things. Um, so please consider subscribing to the Patreon. Other than that, I, I, I think I've, I think that's all we got to say before we get out of here. Right. JD, do you have anything else? I love you all. Like you are my sisters. <laughs> oh you, no. Matt. And oh, I love no. you earthworm. Uh, this has been the anime brothers podcast and we're signing out for Cisco September for, uh, from Oni-chan's everywhere. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Oni-chan.